was to certain poor shepherds in fields as they lay, in fields where they lay keeping their sheep on a cold winter's night that was so special Merry Christmas Sunday today. I like you kids. The sheep, the shepherds, the angels. What am I missing? Joseph and Mary. Oh, Joseph and Mary. And the baby. And the baby. That looks like a real baby in there. And what are you? That's a cow? Goat? It's a goat? He's supposed to be a sheep? Okay. Well, thanks for doing that. Love it. So this morning, 
I'm looking at Matthew 1, 23. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. So there's another way to read this. Follow me. Let's say Emmanuel. Emmanuel. God with us. God with us. Emmanuel. Emmanuel. God with me. God with me. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Yeah. We thank you for the miracle of your birth. Yes, we do. Thank you for the miracle of your presence with us, in us, around us. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. We love you, Lord Jesus. And we also want to welcome those that are joining us online yes. today. Yes. Some live stream, some later. We know a lot are with loved ones and family today and in various places, but we are going to be partaking of communion together later. And so if you would want to get some communion elements, you can join us. Then also welcome to anyone here this morning that are believers in the Lord Jesus. We want you to be welcome too, to partake with us. Yes. And yes. And so last week, Joan Pomp came. She had made this sign for the church. It says, look for miracles. And when I was in my little room there before the service, just asking, Father, what do you want to say? I was reminded of this sign. This morning, Father, in Jesus' name, we look for your miracles. Thank you, Lord. Amen. So go tell it on the mountain, I believe, right? Only chance to clap this morning. Come on, here we go. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain, that Jesus Christ is born. While shepherds get their watching, or silent by
This next song is new. Tim's going to start us out on the guitar. children's special um are there i'm not sure if there's any more kids that need to come up but we're gonna sing that next i 
Okay, thank you, children. At this time, we will release the kids to go to their classes, and you can greet one another. Merry Christmas. We will share communion this morning. Communion is for all believers in Jesus Christ. Uh, Wednesday, 9 a.m., touch point with Steve and Joyce. There will be no kids, no youth group or men's group. Uh, next Sunday, January 1st, will be our New Year's Day worship service. We'll post weather-related information on Facebook and send out an email. You can see archive touch points, messages, and give online at tensrightcommunitychurch.com. If you didn't get apples and oranges last week, please get one of each on your way out of the building this morning. Uh, I'm just thankful for the gift that God has given to us, a life-changing gift of His Son on Christmas morning. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for what you have done for us, Lord, and who we are because of your gifts to us, Lord. As we uh, give our lives and everything about us back to you, Lord, um, we just thank you that um, you have a special plan for each one of us. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to introduce our scripture readers this morning. We have... Jill Mbo and Mark Van Tassel. The first scripture reading will be from Luke 2, 1 through 7, New King James Version. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house and lineage of David. To be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in a swaddling cloth and laid him in a manger 
because there was no room for them in the inn. And we are going to do the song, Oh Little Town of Bethlehem. This is a, a duet for this one, so please enjoy it. Little town of Bethlehem, how still we see the light above thy deep and dreamless sleep. The silent stars go. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. How silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given. of Luke chapter 2 8 through 14 New King James Version Now there were this, in the same country shepherds living in the fields keeping watch over their flock by night and behold an angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone round about them and they were greatly afraid the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, <laughs> I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, laying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. We are going to do the song, Angels We Have Heard on High. Please stand and join with us.
You can be seated. Reading from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verse 15 through 20. So it was, when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made us, has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now, when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had seen and heard as it was told to them. We'll now sing, It Came Upon a Midnight Clear. Please stand and sing with us.
still standing. What child is this? chapter 10, verse 1 to 15 in the message version. Let me set this before you as plainly as I can. If a person climbs over or through the fence of a sheep pen instead of going through the gate, you know what? He's up to no good. A sheep rustler. The shepherd walks right up to the gate. The gatekeeper opens the gate to him, and the sheep recognize his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. 
When he gets them all out, he leads them, and they follow him because they are familiar with his voice. They won't follow a stranger's voice, but will scatter because they aren't used to the sound of it. Jesus told this simple story, but they had no idea what he was talking about. So he tried again. I'll be explicit then. I am the gate for the sheep. All those orders are up to no good. Sheep rustlers. Every one of them. But the sheep didn't listen to them. I am the gate. Anyone who goes through me will be cared for, will freely go in and out and find pasture. A thief is only there to steal and kill and destroy. I came so they can have real and eternal life, more and better life than they ever dreamed of. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd puts the sheep before himself sacrificing himself if necessary. A hired man is not a real shepherd. The sheep mean nothing to him. He sees a wolf come and runs for it, leaving the sheep to be ravaged and scattered by the wolf. He's only in for the money. The sheep don't matter to him. I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep, and my own sheep know me. I am the same way. The Father knows me, and I know the Father. I put the sheep before myself, sacrificing myself if necessary. We are going to do the song, While Shepherd Watch Their Flock by Night. Please stand and join with us. While shepherds watch their flocks by night, all seated on the ground, the angel of the Lord came down, and glory shone around, and glory shone around. Fear Oh. 
Why don't you say hi to somebody while I'm getting set up here for our story. Thank you so much for that great music this morning so far. Story. We're going to have a story now that um, I began looking for a Christmas story a few weeks ago, quite a few weeks ago. And I came across something that was kind of like an idea or a springboard for a story. Uh, and it was by Dr. Ralph Wilson of Loomis, California. And from there, Lord said, take this and and start writing. And so that's what I did. And this is a shepherd named Philip. Forty-two years of life had taken its toll on a shepherd named Philip. He had spent most of his life outdoors on the hills surrounding Bethlehem. And he now looked physically older than those 42 years and he was feeling that way emotionally as well spiritually he really didn't know where he was except that he felt lost and wandering but he was also searching he was well aware of the fact that he had made mistakes in his life mistakes in his role as husband and father and other relationships. He was dealing with feelings of not knowing fulfillment and satisfaction in his life's journey here on the earth. He felt like somewhere along the path he had gotten off track and he had lost his way. There was, in his heart, a longing for more of something beyond the things of the natural world in which he was living. It's true, he was good at raising sheep, but there was a growing desire within him to experience something more, even in his shepherding. He had been seeking for these answers for a long time, but things had reached the point where he was growing very discouraged and weary This contributed towards making all of his relationships even more strained than they had been before. Things were snowballing. He knew they were coming to a crisis point. All this was bringing Philip to the place of high stress and deep hopelessness. And that was draining the joy from his life. And so he prayed. He bowed his head. He asked for help.
searching on a hillside. This day on the hillside where he was sitting was cool and windy. He pulled his cloak around his neck and head to block the wind. Repeatedly he shifted his position, not so much because he was uncomfortable in the weather, but from the sense of unease, anxiety, and crowdedness. Instead of hundreds of sheep with whom he would have felt quite at home, this hillside was flocked with people, thousands of them, listening attentively to a teacher named Jesus. Philip's flock of sheep back home was in good hands. It was being cared for by his own grown sons. Philip didn't often leave his sheep like this, but today he had felt compelled, compelling desire to see this Jesus of Nazareth. He needed to find out for himself if the great things he had heard from others about this Jesus were true. He wondered if Jesus could bring him answers for the empty, aimless, and even despairing feelings he was experiencing. In the past few months, he had been hearing of miraculous things that this Jesus had done. He knew some people who had seen him in person. They told Philip that there was something different about this Jesus. They said that at his touch, blind people were able to see. At his command, people who could not walk began to walk. They had told Philip that this Jesus had even fed 5,000 people with five loaves of bread and two fish. He heard reports that he had instantly stilled a raging storm on the Sea of Galilee when he commanded, Peace, be still. One of Philip's friends said that he had witnessed Jesus raising from the dead an only son of a widow from the town of Nain. This Jesus, he had been told, was changing people's lives, and he was giving them hope in their current life difficulties. He was also showing them the way to eternal life. Today, the teacher was talking about this salvation. He was declaring that God had come to the earth and taken on human flesh so that he could give his life to save people from their sins. Jesus was speaking of himself and how he had come to rescue each and every one of them. He said that he had come to gather them into close fellowship with God his Father. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me the Good Shepherd. When Jesus started talking about sheep, Philip became very attentive. He began to feel more at ease on this crowded hillside. He knew a lot more about sheep than he did about people. The Good Shepherd, Jesus was saying, lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand who doesn't own the flock runs away when he sees a wolf coming, but not the good shepherd. This reminded Philip of a night years ago. Some men he had hired to help him watch his flock quickly fled when they saw a mountain lion roaming the hills. 
But he had stayed right there with the sheep. Shepherding was his livelihood. He knew the sacrifices that it required to be a good shepherd. He knew about defending defenseless sheep. He knew about putting his life on the line for the sheep. And that is what good shepherds do. Jesus continued, Suppose you have a hundred sheep and when night comes one of them is missing. What do you do? You leave the ninety-nine sheep all safe together and then climb the hills looking and searching until you find the lost sheep. When you find it, you pick it up, put it on your shoulders, bring it down the hill to camp, and your fellow shepherds rejoice with you. Did you know that your heavenly Father is like that? Jesus said. When you have lost your way, he will rescue you and save you and never give up on you until he finds you and you find him. Revelation and understanding begin for Philip. Philip's heart was leaping within him. He felt a lump in his throat. He understood exactly what Jesus was talking about. Philip had often combed the hills for lost sheep, not stopping, not quitting, until he found them. And he knew the great joy of discovering and rescuing sheep that had gotten trapped in a hole or a thicket. He knew what it felt like to bring it back and celebrate with his friends. He had always been that kind of shepherd himself. But now, Philip realized that he was the lost sheep. He knew for himself how it felt to wander off and feel lost, aimless, and trapped. He honestly felt clueless about where he was in his life and where he was going. He felt like he was struggling to climb out of what seemed like a steep, and slippery hole. A 12-year-old Bethlehem shepherd boy. In coming to hear Jesus today, Philip was regaining his hope of finding again the faith he had once experienced as a child, as a 12-year-old boy. His mind rewound back to that wonderful and amazing night of 32 years ago. Like most other nights, he was out on the hills with his dad and his uncles caring for the sheep. The stars were brilliant as they sparkled in the sky. But suddenly, an overpoweringly bright light flooded the hillside, and a multitude of angels surrounded the shepherds, and they were praising God. And a voice boomed out, Behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which shall be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. A Savior, a rescuer. That sounded kind of like a shepherd's work. He had often wondered about the little boy, child they had discovered, that night, 
lying in a manger in a cattle barn. Yes, things turned out to be just like the angels said they would be. And here he was, this baby, all wrapped in swaddling clothes, and he was laying in a cattle trough. And on that night, Philip felt compelled to kneel down and worship the baby. He was in awe of this little boy that the angels had said would be the savior of the world. This baby that had come to save the people from their sin. This little boy who the angels said would bring peace and goodwill to all people. This little baby who seemed to hold the world's destiny upon his tiny shoulders. That night, Philip couldn't wait to tell everyone he had met about this baby that he had seen in the manger. Philip never forgot that night. Over the ensuing years, the wonder, the awe, and the reality of that amazing night had become a fading memory. But Philip never did forget And he always had a desire and a hope that he would one day meet this Savior. Oh, he so desperately needed a Savior. In recent years, Philip had an increasing inner urge and longing to know what had become of this baby. And he thought, by now this baby must be over 30 years old. He wondered, is the Savior the angels proclaimed that night? truly real? He also wondered if the things people told him about this man named Jesus were true. Had he really healed people? Had he really rescued people? Philip had wondered if this man could possibly rescue and save him. Now he thought, could it be? Is this Jesus who I am listening to here today on this hillside? Could he possibly be the baby that I saw in the manger all those years ago? God's shepherd, the savior of the world. Just then, Jesus' words connected directly into Philip's heart. I am the good shepherd, Jesus was saying, who lays down his life for the sheep. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, he said with love and joy showing from his face. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. I wonder, thought Philip again as he felt tears begin to roll down his cheeks and onto his beard. I wonder, thought Philip, as joy and the certainty of God's love penetrated and then filled his heart until it seemed like it would explode. 
I wonder, thought Philip, is this Jesus, the little baby that I saw that night in Bethlehem? If he is, I am looking at and listening to the Savior of the world. Yes, thought Philip. I believe he is the one. He must be the one. God, who came in the flesh as a baby boy, has come to rescue me, Philip. I found him. I do believe in him. I will give myself to him. I receive him now as my Savior. I see it now. I am free eternally from my life of sin and failure. I am his sheep, and he is my good shepherd forever. As Philip went home that day, he felt like a new man. He realized that he was a new man. The weight and the burden of his sin and condemnation was lifted off of him. He felt renewed in his strength. His vision for his life, his family, and shepherding was being restored. Like 32 years ago on that glorious night, Philip could not wait to tell everyone that he met about this Jesus. He was so excited to see his wife and children and to tell them about this wonderful Savior, Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. And on this Christmas Day of 2022, may we be anointed by the Holy Spirit with that same excitement and anticipation that Philip the shepherd had to tell people we meet about the Savior of the world to go tell it on the mountain. But also there may be some either here gathered this morning or maybe you're watching by video that you feel somewhat like Philip did that you've gotten off course that you've drifted from God you've drifted from that close relationship with God and Jesus is calling you he says come to me come to me be renewed be revived in your life. Be restored. Be made whole. And so you can do just like Philip the shepherd did. You can just make that decision. I believe and I come. I come to you, Lord. I receive of you. I give my whole self to you is a living sacrifice. And I do that right now. 
I do that right now. We do that right now, Lord. We give ourselves to you. And as we transition into communion here, we're so thankful for what Jesus did for us. And I'm going to have the readers get ready to read from Isaiah. We'll begin with that, I believe, before we go further with, with the communion time here. And by the way, as they're getting ready, there should be a, a little communion cup in the seat before you. If there isn't, please raise your hand if you can't find one, and we'll get you a communion cup. And those of you that are watching online, those of you who are at home, you can get your elements ready too to partake. Hallelujah. Praise your name, Lord Jesus. Okay, we'll have our readers read from Isaiah here. Isaiah 53, 4 through 7. Yet he himself bore our sicknesses, and he carried our pains. But we in turn regarded him as stricken, struck down by God and afflicted. But he was pierced because of our transgressions, crushed because of our iniquities. Punishment for our peace was on him, and we are healed by his wounds. We all went astray like sheep. We all have turned to our own way, and the Lord has punished him for the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth like a lamb led to the slaughter and like a sheep silent before her shearers. He did not open his mouth. So this Jesus is not only our good shepherd, but he's also... Pictured as the lamb that was slain for us. And that's, we know what came with a little baby in that manger. And one day he died for us. You can open up. This is a different kind of communion cup now. There's two sides, a smaller side. Open that first, that's where the bread is. What happened? Huh? You opened the wrong end? <laughs> Since we transitioned to these kind of things, we've been learning how to use them. But um, if you get one that does not have a wafer in it, please raise your hand too. The very first one I gave to Doug this morning, he opened it to check it, and there was not one in there. But this represents the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. And his body was broken 
this Jesus, his body was broken, as we just read about here, so that we can be whole. And this is even in your physical bodies. Jesus healed when he was here on the earth. You know what? He hasn't stopped doing that. And so receive. If you need healing in your body today, as you partake, we believe that you may receive that healing, that wholeness. So let's partake. Thank you, Lord. So now we can just turn it over. Should be able to open that. Jesus took the cup and he said, this is the new covenant in my blood. My blood that was shed for you for the remission or forgiveness of sin. And every time we do this, every time we partake it, we're reminded. And we, every time we do it, we proclaim that the blood of Jesus is very effective, totally, absolutely effective to forgive our sin, all of our sin. And this is a reminder of it on this Christmas day. Let's partake together. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, we're so thankful. We'll have the worship team come back and we'll close with one of my favorite Christmas songs, Silent Night. Why don't we stand up together as we sing this?
We thank you, Father God, for sending Jesus to be that vulnerable baby born in that place, cattle, barn, laying in that manger for us, all of it. We're thankful. And we want to be those that go tell. Go tell it. On the mountain and the hills, in the forest, on the lakes, all around us, that Jesus Christ is Lord. This morning, particular Lord with our church family, we pray for those who are traveling, have been traveling for safety, for very special times with their families but also for those who are dealing with illness and sickness, the viruses that are going around. Lord, we thank you for your hand upon Dan Modry um, in this last week, and you're restoring him to health and strength. Lord, we're thankful. We look to you in all things on this Christmas day. In Jesus' name, we pray. And everyone in agreement said, Amen. Amen. Well, you can greet each other as you go. I think there's still coffee and goodies. You can fellowship together. If you have special prayer need, please come forward. We'll pray for you this morning.